Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. What's up, everybody, and welcome to a very, very special edition of the Swolecast. Uh, listen, we've got the season starting in eight days now, and today there's still best ball. There's still season-long drafts going on. Uh, next week we'll be all up in the DFS drafts, but today we're going to be giving out gems. And I want to start today with uh, someone who not just gave out a gem, but gave out a diamond recently and congratulate Mr. Davis Maddock. Huddle didn't get the slow clap memo. For popping the question. Davis, how's it feel to be engaged, bro? Uh, you know, it feels pretty good. It's been, it's been a, a long time coming as my, as my fiance. And, uh, you know, she, she certainly did not, uh, she reminded me that it's been, that it's been a long time coming, but we, uh, we did, we did the thing, got the rock, got the ring, did the proposal, got it, got it all done. Uh, yeah. So, so that all happened, man. It's nice to know that someone in the relationship has diamond hands now. <laughs> oh you hate to see it <laughs> hey, davis I, uh, already getting ready to sell his goon he got worried about a you know point one pullback there it wasn't point one it wasn't point one it was, it was way it was, more than that it was more than point one and uh even even point one is not money to uh sneeze at as uh, right. as the price of ethereum continues to gas yeah we are skyrocketing right now for those that missed it uh davis's profile picture his pfp as we call it in the industry is now a goon of balatroon we talked about this on last week's show they weren't even done minting they were at 0.06 bells tweets out a uh i can't stop buying goons (laughs) (laughs) look i i fell i fell victim to a jonathan bell's pump and dump it happens to the best of us it's all he hasn't dumped he hasn't dumped no i'm not dumping either i'm diamond i'm diamond handing my goon i will literally i will literally hold it to zero and it will be my profile picture well i'm not going to commit to that because i might (laughs) decide to change it but i'm not going to sell it I mean, of all the things that have happened around the goons, you know, Davis going in, uh, you know, Bales and, and CSU buying all these. The most shocking thing to me is honestly the Leone profile picture change. Hilarious. Like that one feels just so out of left field for me. Yeah. I mean, I sleuthed Bales' wallet. I talked about it with Logan. We talked about it on last week's show. And I didn't, like, gas was just so high at the moment uh, where I wasn't going to pay basically the equivalent of minting for the profile picture. The next morning they're sold out. I think the most surprising thing is that I have not bought one. I, I am shocked that all of your DFS buddies bought one and you didn't want to fumble I know. in just a little bit. I, I was, I, I told Logan I was about to, 
And then I promise you, you tweeted out your bear pick. And I was like, I can't. I, <laughs> I need to be on the opposite side of this. Like you tweeting out uh, this Sherlock Holmes bear pick is the best it's, thing ever. It's so good, dude. I am I am such a Sherlock Holmes bull yeah. that like having the, the deer stalker hat just really sold me. Yeah. Well, when you tweeted that out, it was at 0.7 uh 0.8 and now it's i think if people want to get in uh for a little less they can get in at point uh 0.3435 or something there so. there is one there's one there's one floor goon right now for 0.33 but that'll be gone by the time i refresh probably yeah uh i saw a tweet yesterday and it kind of talked about what we mentioned last week is that my uh, portfolio was up 100x and my mental <laughs> my mental wellness is just in the tank. Uh, so that is exactly how we feel as um, as everything just continues to go crazy. Well, at and least also, you've diamond handed all your ETH, though. Like, at least we know <laughs> what, if there's one thing we know, we know you've diamond handed all the ETH. One ETH is worth one ETH, Davis. This was this was the first time I have ever spent crypto on anything in the history of my life. It was the first time I ever acquired. I had crypto in my wallet, and I chose to trade it for something else. First, first time in my life. It won't be the last. I don't. I uh, do not know about that, considering how this experience has gone for me. <laughs> you gotta buy those super yetis. Kitchen's been pumping. Uh, kitchen hasn't been pumping them, but uh, they are. I mean, the, the one thing I am pumping is Boss Logic's project. I haven't really been pumping it. I, I feel like I've matured since July of two, 2021. <laughs> where is this platform where you're pumping it? Uh, this stuff, yeah, exactly, <laughs> exactly. Like I feel like, I feel like, like I've replied to people that have messaged me privately. You know, what are you getting? Uh, I, I found a tweet and it made me cry. Um, in May. I told people what all they should get. And it was um, a fractional share of a punk, uh board ape, a, uh, a Darius Garland rookie, a Zed horse, super Yeti, and something else. I forget. Oh, and a few I, I gotta, I gotta give, I gotta give a shout out to Pete's discord though. The, the club NFT guys in there have like, basically I bought this goon and they were like, it's okay. Take an L it's fine. <laughs> uh, they, 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 uh, a couple guys, a couple guys, uh, aped me into the purrs, the Pernelope's country club. Yeah. Shout uh, out Carlini. Yeah. Shout out Carlini. What's that one? Carlini. Davis, Carlini. Davis just learned who Carlini was kitchen just, about an hour ago. I just I learned actually... who Carlini is and Carlini is going to come on the take cast. We're going to do, we're going to do a take cast with Carlini, but Shout out to the club NFT discord. Shout out to everyone in there. You've all been very helpful. And I appreciate every last one. Davis Penelope country club. Yeah. Penelope country club, but Davis benefits because Jack goes in there and plays the villain in that channel. And Davis came in there with open arms, congratulating people, telling them that he hopes they make a lot of money. And all of a sudden Davis starts getting gifts. So uh, it was a very profitable hey. strategy for Davis to be a, a friend of the channel there. Uh, Davis, so I'll I, send you something. Send, send me your wallet address. And I'll send you something. I would love to take on some of your Super Yeti bags. Um, no, I'm, I, I'm, if you think I'm giving you a Super Yeti, <laughs> you are. I, uh, so, Maybe as a wedding so, present. So like, you know, nine, 900% of like uh, motivational shit on the internet is terrible and bad. But I have, 
I have been really trying to take to heart the idea that it costs nothing to gas your friends up. That it's just like being kind to people, especially on the internet costs you absolutely nothing. And so like, it's, it's something as simple as like promoting ship chasing or one of Karain's articles or something on a show or just being kind to someone and being like, yeah, dude, I hope you take big wins. I've been trying to, I've been trying to do that more and engage with trolls on Twitter less. So are you ready? Like, does this include like maybe apologizing to people that <clears throat> you've been mean to? Uh, no, no, it doesn't. I think that was, I think that's a step too far. Who is he, who is it? Uh, your uh, clutch fantasy, Jacob Brickroad. Like, do you want to say anything to him after yeah. coming into Set this off, newfound? Bitch. Um, I mean, I guess I would just say it's amazing you've lasted as a fantasy player this long with takes this bad. <laughs> <laughs> I love how Davis goes from one of the most like heartfelt things. There about, we go. You know, why there's just some guy? there's some there's some barriers I can't cross. Like I can't give up I can't give up all my old grudges. You know. <laughs> you guys know how it is Incredible. i listen we we know how it is uh i was in dallas uh over the weekend fort worth and um having our our home league draft a bunch of guys flew out there and i got to see lavisca chenault in person i what? went to the game saw lavisca chenault in person i got to experience the uh the cowboy stadium was was pretty awesome and uh, super bullish about uh, about Trevor Lawrence after that game. I think he's going to be good. Hot take. <laughs> so hot, hot take. <laughs> what about getting to watch Visca in the flesh? Just yeah. absolutely beasting. Yeah, was uh, was watching right there when he uh, he had that touchdown in the corner. Um, it's like I want to get your thoughts on Lavisca because you know we were a little bit concerned that he might just Davis. I think last week assumed he it might not be a good thing because he would go into the, uh, the, you know, the, the trickster role and not have a, a guaranteed spot. So want to know your, your thoughts now, Davis, with, uh, with everything happening last week with the cuts the injury news. I mean, it sucks that Colin Johnson got cut and he's now mm. mired in uh, the giant situation, but I mean, Visca is my, my highest owned player in all of best ball. And I feel very good about the decisions that led me up into that point. Um, I, I, I don't think you could possibly have any worries. Uh, the only, the only uh, Jaguars position I would be worried about is if you've been taking massive James Robinson positions after the Travis Etienne injury, because I'm just letting you know, Carlos Hyde's taken that first carry against the Texans. Like, just prepare your body for that. Imagine feeling confident about Urban Meyer making any logical decisions regarding any player on this team. Dude, he, I mean, I keep waiting for him to just do something to be like, oh, maybe that was, you know, an aberration or whatever. And he just continues to make the most donkey. He, he, he doubles possible. down. It kept this, Tavon Austin. And this Agnew guy. Yeah. I mean, what, what are Agnew at least here? is like a special teamers at this stage in his career. I don't even um, know if Austin will return kicks for him or puns. Did, did Dare or Azigbo make, did they both make the cut? Da Azigbo did not. Dare did. Yeah, Dari, they're only carrying three running backs. But I I mean, he's captain of the special teams, Dare is, so you knew he was going to make the team. Yeah. All right, let's talk about brutal. some other uh, – let's talk about some wins that we had after cut season. Davis, any wins that you had? Uh, I mean, Damian Williams feels like a pretty big win right now. Cohen officially yeah. on the PUP. They cut Ryan Nall. They cut Artavis Pierce, and they go with Khalil Herbert as the third running back. And – 
I would assume that the reason why they would have kept Nall um, or Pierce was they've been on the team. Nall was a good pass blocker and Herbert would be more like a, well, if something happens to Montgomery, Herbert might have some juice or whatever. So I, I think they feel pretty good about Damian Williams in that passing down role. And um, I obviously have a lot of Damian Williams. Yeah. You saw my tweet then. Yeah, I did. Yeah. I saw your tweet. <laughs> There you go. Um, all right. So we're taking other people. I guess if it's a show, a collective show win, we can mention that too. Um, Peter, who are some wins? What are some wins you've had after cut season? Yeah, I'll say a couple losses to start. Definitely. No, 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 no. We'll say, we'll say, say the losses. Oh, sorry. I didn't mean to. Okay. Um, Wins would be, I have been, people tried to talk me into Tyron Johnson and I kept drafting Josh Palmer. Uh, So that's definitely a win getting rid of him. And I don't think Guyton uh, is going to do anything. So I think Palmer is going to be a very nice late round selection. And also uh, I've been drafting a ton of Chuba Hubbard late and they cut Bonifon and uh, the other guy, Rodney Smith. And so they're literally just rolling with uh, McCaffrey, the rookie, Chuba, and then Trenton Cannon, who the beat reporters say is just going to be a special teams guy. So, I mean, I think we're looking at the exact same situation as last year, where if McCaffrey goes down, Chuba is going to be the Mike Davis who plays, you know, 90% of the snaps. And you're getting him in the last round where if this is his role, he should be going where Alexander Madison goes. And I prefer him to Alexander Madison as an upside handcuff. Yep. Yeah. Um, uh, agreed there. Like the, the teams that, that concentrated the, the targets and the teams that are only keeping like two or three uh, running backs. Yeah. Kenneth Gainwell would be another guy that I guess would be a win because they cut the dusty uh, corpse of Jordan Howard and another running back. So they're, they're only keeping three running backs and Boston Scott is, that's uh you know the backup but Gainwell is in a pretty good spot um I guess I would say it's a bittersweet and we can transition this into our our losses as well because I had a fair amount of Irv but I also had a fair amount of Adam Thielen and I feel like Thielen and Jefferson shares are gonna skyrocket uh on the teams that I did not (laughs) on the teams that I did not have uh Irv Smith how much Irv did you have Davis uh, I, I actually had recently started drafting him. He was not uh, a big part of my, my strategy. I'm looking right now. Uh, looks like I have 8% Herb Smith Jr. So like I'll, I'll live, but Evan Ingram, who I've drafted a ton of is also injured as well. So, uh, those two things don't feel that good. I think, uh, I think Ingram might be my most drafted tight end. Yeah. Um, feels, feels so. not great. Ingram is my biggest loss for sure. Yeah, Fanta, Fanta and Ingram, um, those two guys. Like tight ends, uh, someone tweeted out with all these news and listed out all the tight end news. Congratulations to those who drafted Kittle and Kelsey in the first and second rounds. Kittle, Kittle, Kelsey, Waller, it's just they're just going to be huge league winners. It drops yeah. off after what? Pitts and Andrews still fine. Hawk. And then it's literally who knows? Like, it's, it's, off. It's I after still those. like that Higby. I don't mind Higby. Yeah, Higby Everett. Here. Yeah, it's okay. After that, it's, then it's like, Everett. who are you drafting? I've started you know, to get a little spooked on Everett just from how much he was splitting time with Disley uh, in the preseason. But I Everett and Komet are the only guys I can really stomach from like rounds yeah. 10 to 16. And then it's like Hunter Henry, maybe. Like the, the Patriots guy's not terrible. Ferkser is like barely playing. Like he's like, yeah. he's not even going to be a an issue. Uh, so... 
we we've known this for a while, but the answer for the late round tight end who's going to have a huge win rate is going to be Zach Ertz, and we just all need to prepare ourselves for that. Yeah, yeah. Um, Chris Herndon now too, right? Yeah. Did so anyone even draft that. Chris Herndon? Like, um, I don't. I got, most I got, drafts, I got a, he's I got even a little going. bit of Hern dog. Yeah, don't I get Hern dog. <laughs> <laughs> uh peter what are you seeing in the streets uh what streets dave the uh the best ball streets the underdog streets yeah i mean the uh the drafts are, are definitely much softer uh right now they, they, they there's a complete change in what it was uh a month ago so it is nice to uh to have that back and, and going decently um but yeah, I'm getting close to maxing. I got about 15 more BBM teams. I'm uh, I'm getting sad for a best ball season to be coming to an end here. Are you getting crazy with the remaining 15 teams? Or are you sticking with your thesis? I'm not getting crazy. I'm sticking with my my thesis. My thought was I do have so many of these teams where I took Perriman, where I took Fulgham, where I took Colin Johnson, and I'm like, all right, now I want to just build within the same structures I've been doing, but with the information edge I didn't have before. So I'm not getting too crazy. The Paramans now a stack option with uh, Justin Fields. Yeah, those Paraman Field stacks are going to I missed that. Did he, that. Was that just like within the last he's, hour? I don't, don't think Earlier he's going to make the team. You don't think he's going to make the team? They already signed him to all, a one-year deal. All reports from Lions camp was that he basically put up the most unimpressive wide receiver offseason in the history of the Detroit Lions. Like... Uh, the uh, Chris Burke, the Lions beat writer for the Athletics, said even though he was guaranteed $2 million, that it was impossible as an organization to reward the summer he had. If, like, that's how bad he was. If you look at those, de those Detroit wide receivers, the fact that he couldn't beat those guys out for just a Bro, roster spot. It's so stop. bad. Quintus Cephas, don't smirch. Probably the best take in the history of the show is that Quintus Cephas is going to be better than Jonathan Taylor. He is. A lot of years, <laughs> lot of years to play out here, man. What's worse is they're saying Quintus Cephas is behind Khalif Raymond, which means Brashad Perriman lost his job to Khalif Raymond. Yeah. I mean, that's what happened. <laughs> which, if you listened to the show last year, you know. I knew this was coming. <laughs> you know, oh, Davis okay. would make fun of me about my Khalif Raymond love. Would make fun of me about it. Dude's gonna and... be running sprints like he did last year with the Titans. <laughs> Maybe catch gonna... one ball every three games. He's gonna be running wind sprints. Abs I mean, that absolutely. Um, all right. So what about what about injury news? Other injury news other than Irv Smith that might be causing you like well the, the 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 JK Dobbins is a win loss, right? Yeah, because a win because i don't think any of us were drafting him early it's a loss because i don't have many gus edwards shares and i'm not getting any now well you can still draft the actual running backs you want on that team barely very cheaply right now oh give me a justice hill all the donkeys just uh, just a shot no one's even justice talking hill about justice right hill away. and it was so bad because it's it's a bad take well Jim's not gonna be anything they asked Jim Harbaugh about his running backs and he didn't even mention justice. He Hill. said, he said Tyson. <laughs> yeah. 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 It's a terrible, like he, Hill's going to be reason, what he has been. And then the reason why he didn't mention him though, is that he hasn't been at practice for the last two weeks and he just returned today. Well, his role is just not going to change either. Like he, it is what it is, but I'm going to split I, big back work between Tyson and uh, my, and my thought would be is that, I mean, Gus is just being hilariously overdrafted now because 
he's 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 like jk dobbins was semi drawing live like he was being drafted so early because he was drawing live to be so good that they would start throwing him the ball a little bit gus edwards is not going to do that there i think he's got like 15 receptions through three years of his career um tyson by the way weirdest college career ever played at North Carolina, transferred, played two years at South Carolina, transferred, played at BYU, then went to the NFL. But apparently he is the number two guy there. I, but like, you don't even have, we have such a hard time imagining the next thing happening, right? Like Justice Hill and Tyson Williams going completely undrafted in best ball. Didn't even have ADPs. JK Dobbins gets hurt. They start to be drafted later in the round. Obviously were something to happen to Gus Edwards. They would both be walking into a huge opportunity in the best rushing offense in the NFL I, I, I now slightly prefer Tyson though. I don't want to get, I don't want to get take locked into either one of them, but they're both really good darts at the end. I don't think he'll be a good dart. I really don't. I just don't see, I don't like his, I don't think his volume is just going to randomly jump up. The thing with don't. the, the way I think about guys like Hill is it's unlikely he does something, but if he does get the the volume and the opportunity, he's going to do way more with it than what someone else would. Like, I think the payoff is pretty good if Hill hits. So would you rather have like we Hill? had a Justice Hill game last year? Yeah, probably. But wasn't Gus Edwards in that game as well? So same situation, basically. Right. What were you going to say, I mean- Dave? Like the, the reason why you're drafting, well, I was going to mention like Hubbard. Like, wouldn't you rather have Hubbard over Hill? Yeah, for sure. That's not even, they're in like a completely different tier of guys. Yeah, I think uh, Hubbard. It might have been against Pittsburgh that we wanted. The, I'm looking at game logs from last year. There was one, I, re, I vaguely remember like there being, oh man, Justice Hill. This is the Justice Hill game. J.K. Dobbins is down. And Nine for I, 35. I mean, I mean it's he also... got the carries that game. He was he was draft ADP Eskimo Bros with Darwin Thompson when they both came in the league. Darwin Thompson just yeah. got cut the other day too. So I mean, it is very likely too that just Hill just isn't good. Uh, but we do know one of these non-Gus Edwards backs is probably going to be a hit. So yeah, well. give me give me Tyson. Doesn't Tyson have like the actual athletic build too? I'm pretty I'm pretty sure he's like actually he's fast. He's big. And it was more like I, he was hurt. Which nah, is he's he's not him. fast. He is big. He's he not is, fast. He's fast. I guarantee. I know for a fact he's fast. Four five. I know four, that. I know that. I don't know how big he is. I know. I know for a fact he's, he's fast. He's four five, four five three, two hundred twenty pounds. Yeah, that's that's fast for his size. For sure. I mean, I'm like he is a he 71st is seventy first percentile. I mean, he is like size, a ge- he good. is like a generic create a running back prospect. Like, there's nothing outstanding about him at all. From a, I mean, you could say like I he maybe he looks amazing on film. He did have that amazing run in the preseason where he, he got his hand down and like vaulted himself over the goal line when he was about to be tackled. So I, I don't. I mean, maybe he's really good, but there is nothing about his prospect profile that would indicate he's like sick. Uh, Resif said, similar to Ben Gretch's take, I'd rather have the RB3 on a good team than the RB2 on a bad team. And the Ravens are the best running team in the NFL. Yeah. Yep. I think, I think it's, uh, I think you should take stabs on both. Uh, prefer Tyson right now, uh, but don't let that prevent you from uh, stashing justice or having him on speed dial. Okay. Uh, let's talk about the, 
Davis, you had just an insane hot take. Alvin Kamara, 1.02. Moving it up, moving him up a whole draft. Spot. This was the cool kids uh water cooler conversation today. Yeah. I saw. I mean, yeah. Eric, Eric and I, Eric and I did that show where we said that last week. And then Pete, uh, Josh, and what was the other guy's name? Who you did the you did the ship oh, chasing Evan. with? Yeah. So they did they did a ship chasing draft made event where they drafted the number two pick and they took Kamara over Cook and over Kelsey. And I was listening to that this morning and I was like, yep, I agree with everything that Josh is saying. Like this is uh reflective of my ownership and of my beliefs. So I sent the tweet out and we're getting some in good engagement farming today. Well, what was the general argument for Kamara? that Kamara? His, I, I will completely grant that his median projection is not going to be as good as Dalvin because Dalvin projects for such a huge amount of touchdowns. But if you're thinking about who has a better chance to be like the, a truly legendary running back season, Kamara, this will probably be the most touches he ever gets in his career because he is the best player on their offense. He had like, what, a 25% market share of the targets when Michael Thomas was out last season. Latavius looks like he's done right? They, they've, they've moved up Tony Jones to the running back too. So it'll probably also be a career high in carries, probably a career high in snaps. So it's just, it's all lining up for the saints to use Kamara similarly to how the 2019 Panthers used McCaffrey, probably for the only time in Kamara's career, they'll probably never do this again. They'll probably draft another guy next year. So they don't have to do this and they can keep him healthy because they, they extended him, but this will be the one season where we get the absolute best of Kamara. I do think there's more room for upward growth for his touches than and Cook has more downward potential. Just based on last if you're going off last season numbers, like there's a chance the Vikings mix in Madison more than giving Cook, you know, 25 touches a game type of thing. I mean, Cook might Cook might still get more carries, but like if I told you at the end of the year Kamara had 101 receptions, like that's a, a pretty realistic outcome. Yeah. And you're, you know, when you think about, so Dalvin Cook, I feel like the things that he has to do to pay off uh, are much harder than say, like even an Austin Eckler who people, if, if you told everyone Austin Eckler is going to get goal line carries, like he would be Alvin Kamara. I mean, he would be right there next to Kamara as like the one, two, with Cook, I feel like we're making pretty big assumptions that he is going to either catch more passes than he has or just become extremely efficient again mm -hmm. with his touchdown because he did his way more on the ground than we normally see from those top running backs. So I don't know. Cook spooks me a, a good bit. He also feels like he has a little bit of injury risk baked in there. Um, all, the, all the Twitter doctors say that shoulder thing is going to bother him for the rest of his career. Yeah. So I, it's not a hot take for me one way or the other. Like it feels like they're whatever, whatever you want to do with that one Oh two, like it would be a hot take. If you said Derek Henry is like the one Oh two. And if I see another player to avoid list that includes Derek Henry on it, I am going to lose it. Going to absolutely lose it. It just right. means more Derrick Henry for you. Uh, That's you know, what I mean. They're the big dog going to eat. Soccer Dave's going to eat. We're both going <laughs> to eat. Just, just wait. I, I mean, I can't wait to like when we look back and see. Oh, that should have been obvious. Oh, 
Derrick Henry in the best in one of the best offenses facing Lesman in the box. That should have been obvious, like that sort of thing. So, all right, uh, let's move on. I don't want, I don't want to pump my bags with uh, with Derrick Henry. Yeah, too much. This analogy is wouldn't want to do awful that. Analogy. Yeah, David, you you need to come up with a different phrase because every time you say pump your bags, it it what? doesn't work. Like when you were talking about Pete pumping his bags, it was like, like Terrace oh. Marshall bags. Yeah, it was oh, actively yeah. it was actively harder for him to draft Terrence Marshall, Terrace yeah. Marshall, and there was no way yeah it's not he was like aggressively could, he was aggressively drafted. but it's not like pete could like sell a portfolio of his best ball teams with like 14 percent terrace Marshall. i don't understand how, like i don't want to get into this too much i don't understand how you can't understand the concept of drafting a player then pumping him to the place where he's no longer a value like you've already drafted him but why what who who benefits from this who who benefits from this it's the same thing. It's the same reason why you like buy okay, something just, and then you pump your bag. So the value of that player goes up, but you can't, you cannot sell the Terrace Marshall. You're not selling the Terrace Marshall to realize the profit. The only way you realize the profit is if he scores the points In future drafts <laughs> in future drafts, you're making your, you have not thought through this right. analogy. No, I have. Okay. <laughs> just what one more, one, one more example, Evan Silva. Okay. <laughs> he drafted a ton of Rex Burkhead and then pumped the and then pumped the Burkhead bags to where he was a fourth round value. At that point, he was not a value in the fourth round. And so but how did that so, benefit Evan? In what way did that make because Evan? Then, there's a point Burkhead where and he sucked? <laughs> yeah, because <laughs> because then you no longer draft them once the value is too high of that player. But that was before we even had these large field uh, best uh, ball stop, tournaments stop, where stop, do, stop. you don't want us to interrogate this analogy. It doesn't hold up. <laughs> this is one of This is not good work from you, David. Hey, God, real quick, Kitchen. I didn't get the backstory. What what else did you go to Dallas for? Did you just randomly go for a game? Uh, no. Draft. Yeah, our, our home league draft. So oh, every year, draft. Gotcha. every year we go somewhere. Um, and this year, one of our buddies is uh lives in dallas so some of the guys went and played golf some of us went to the uh the stockyard um how did your team turn out kitchen visit old billy bob's uh i i uh, it was it's an auction draft yeah and um we changed our format to next year the keeper for this year and next year is going to be a super flex league so I actually, usually I would draft one quarterback. I drafted three quarterbacks, uh, including Justin Fields and Trevor Lawrence. Cause I think that like no one else was really targeting quarterbacks later because they, they weren't really thinking about that. So I went with stars and scrubs auction. Uh, if you haven't listened establish the runs got a great, they've got some good auction pieces. Um, and I basically went with, Zeke and Tyreek Hill and uh, some really good wide receivers. And the bench is like all late round flyers. Stevenson. Do you take Terrace Marshall to pump Pete's bags? No, it was already kind of expensive. Pete had already pumped him high enough. Um, so <clears throat> yeah. So like Gainwell, Stevenson, uh, those type of guys in the, in the later rounds. I can't think of a better Swolecast segment than listening to Kitchen List off his. <laughs> Peter asked. I, Peter, I, went, asked. I was curious. I wanted to see how. Did, were you throwing a few back, Dave, or you were you nice and sober for the draft? No, we were. Uh, I was. I was sober. I. I have never been inebriated during a draft. Really? Yeah, that's not, seriously. Me. that's not me. That's not me. 
that's not you. I mean, this is, I mean, you're just, you're worried about your decision-making skills under the influence. Well, yeah, I'm not a big drinker anyways, but uh, like it, like that's, I enjoy, I enjoy the draft. Yeah. I don't, I don't really enjoy alcohol. So like, I guess I didn't know. I mean, I know when we've hung out in Nashville, I never saw, you know, really putting them back, but uh, right. Okay. So if I'm drinking something, it's probably got an umbrella in it. Like that's like, I'm not, I'm not like a beer nerd. Like, Oh, what'd you get? Oh, oh yeah. I've had that. Oh, that's a sour lemon twisty school face. Oh yeah. I've had that. That's unfortunate because I feel like if you were, you would be one of the biggest untapped guys, the, uh, like the beard tracking yes. app kitchen like would be kitchen the, would be yeah. the badger yeah yeah he'd be making lists he'd be like all right well i gotta complete this challenge this week and like try like this ipa it. out at yeah. x and x brewery <laughs> kitchen's thinking yeah. about becoming a beer drinker right now i can tell Heck that no. was pete you just brought back like really cursed 2013 <laughs> fantasy football twitter memory no, because the boomers would have their untapped things linked to their Twitter oh, accounts. Oh, I remember. And- <laughs> I remember. It, it happened on the uh, on on one of Pete's shows last week. Pete was like, "Oh, what are you uh, what are you drinking there?" And some guy, like the response was some rando thing, and like Peter. And so, oh yeah, I've had that. Oh yeah, it's it's pretty good. It's pretty good. I'm like, give me a break. <laughs> I'm the one that actually normally doesn't know all the random ass beers. Yeah, I'm just Pete, a, Pete a light drinks. Beer guy. Pete, Pete drinks Modelo. That's right. Win Medella sponsorship. <laughs> when, when truly sponsorship, truly saw that one show. And, I haven't uh, had a truly since, man. <laughs> I have not had one since. Truly the total, blitzed. The total truly it. show. Yeah, blitzed. All right. It is wild that a week from today we're going to be talking about, we're going to be building a lineup. I was just thinking a that. Cash like, game lineup. We're going to be building a cash game lineup next week like i i don't even know who plays who at this point all i'm gonna I know put is marquez that, callaway in right now if i can just can if i can do that isn't he all 3K? i know is that uh, elijah moore is gonna be uh also similarly chalky yeah wasn't there a 34 i forget who like Mark, the people Marvin that are doing Jones. like the first the first look oh God, why marvin, is elijah moore at 3k is marvin jones the one that's 3400 marvin jones yeah, is 3400 yeah is. Yeah. yeah. Oh, Callaway. That's who it was. It was Callaway. Like you're like whenever someone Marvin had a good chalk, he was like your top owned wide receiver. And they would screenshot what their price was for week one. So uh, wait, every, but, go ahead. Every Tuttle. team is just going to be Christian McCaffrey, Dalvin Cook, Alvin Kamara, basically two, three K wide receivers, one six <laughs> K wide receiver. Jalen Hurts plays against Atlanta. Uh, Zach Ertz, probably the stacking option with him and then wheel defense. Yeah. yeah, but at least we got pricing out early, so we could talk about it a little bit, huh? Yeah. <laughs> pricing always out early. I'm uh, missing that... my uh, first look YouTube video up about a month ago, but yeah. So. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> RIP those those views, those <laughs> sweet views. Um, I am kind of upset. I think this is the first year that we're not having two Monday night games. Oh, yeah. Two oh, Monday night awesome. games week one is the best not for Tuttle because no. you go to bed at like eight o'clock but for everybody else they were the best I do miss that and yeah two games of flash drafts what what <laughs> wasn't it early last season two where we got was it the Tuesday night Chiefs Bills game was that the because of the COVID flex that yes. one that yes. was like a, a that was the one uh Ricky D won the million I believe yeah right? and and we had the day game on Tuesday with the uh, the 
the Steelers and the Ravens when they played yeah. like at three or four and McSorley was out there. Someone had to go to the bathroom. Uh, oh man, someone, what a great, someone what a great had to go season. to the bathroom. Was it, was it Lamar that he had to go to the bathroom and then it was he came like back? the most, it was like the most meme worthy thing that happened the entire season. I, I didn't know if it was, and Lamar it wasn't, it wasn't McSorley that came in. It was Huntley and he got them like a super clutch first down. And then tore his knee. <clears throat> All right. Um, I sent you guys a screenshot of my, my lineup in this full cast chat. So if you wanted to grade it, Brian Edwards though, is playing that money. Now we didn't talk about Brian Edwards, but Smokey Brown being cut or requesting a, did he, was he cut or did he request a trade? Just said he didn't want cut. to be the wide receiver four. Yeah. So I cut him. All right. Dale, so I'm looking at this lineup. So this, Hardu, uh, what, what Hardu coach is going to sign John Brown just to have like the veteran presence. It's a good question. I don't know. He's going to get signed. He's washed, but he's going to get signed somewhere. Feels it's, like big, big Cowboys energy to sign a washed veteran and try to play him. I was going to say maybe Aaron Rodgers tells management. Oh, he God. wants John, John Brown. They, they just cut that tight. They just cut that tight end that he'd been talking up. Oh, did they? I missed that. What, what tight end? I don't even know his name. It's got like 19 syllables, but he, he apparently was, he apparently was talking him up and, oh, really? and they cut him. Take a stab at it, Davis. <laughs> I, I, I literally, I don't even, I don't even know. I don't even know. I just remember reading it. And oh, being they, like, did, that they, is... did they cut uh, Sternberger? No, no. Different guy. I don't even see him on the. You don't see him on the roster. Cause he just got cut, bro. Mm. Yeah, this this is this is not good radio. Yeah, as it's better than talking. listening to kitchens. Ah, uh, kitchens team. Pete, go Pete's ahead. About go to, ahead. Pete's Peter. about to so- Pete's about to sauce him. No, we, yeah. So I mean, this team here. You said this is super flex, right? Next year will be super flex, oh, but God. it's a two keeper, so I can keep two. We can't. Uh, and you can't those... be carrying three quarterbacks, Dave. If it's not super flex yet, you're it gonna have to drop Mayfield. Year. Well, I will probably drop Mayfield after week one or week two. Like, a, like he's – I've got so much Mayfield anyways, but he was just the – eventually it'll be Justin Fields as my starter. So. Yeah, and I mean, I just, we need to get a little bit more wide receiver depth. I, I can't go into the season with Brian Edwards as my wide receiver five. He's more of a wide receiver seven type. <laughs> yeah. Edwards and Hamler. Um... I'm sure I'm sure one of the boomers in your league would love to trade for him. Andre Stevenson. There's got to be like a Bill Belichick worshiper in there. You don't like, like you don't like Stevenson? What does Ramondre Stevenson do on this team? Like you have you have you have you have Zeke, Chase Edmonds, and AJ Dillon. If you're using Ramondre Stevenson, you're you've already lost. Davis, how excited were you for that quote retweet dunk on on Biden for that? I still don't even know if it was a dunk, but you made it. It wasn't. Like it wasn't. It well, like it wasn't a dunk. Like I obviously I agree with Biden for on most things. Uh, like I, I we you know we do shows together and stuff, but it just like because that quote like that tweet had become a meme in your Discord, so like I just knew it was going to generate engagements if I did it. And so I was like, yeah, I, I got to do it. I mean, the James White bags, like they feel, uh, I, I'm pumping my bags kitchen. I'm pumping my James White bags here. That if it just felt good to know that I'm not even going to have to struggle through like two cam starts, then that Mac will be checking down to him pretty early on. Love it. Feels like a, feels like a good time to tout JJ Taylor kitchen. Feels like a guy you'd be into. 
Uh, yeah, I put in a, I um, hope none of my dynasty bros are listening, but I put in a uh, dynasty bid for him. So did, uh, did Racy McMath make the Titans roster, bud? <clears throat> I think he's on the COVID-19 list. The, uh, the Titans did cut Des Fitzpatrick after trading a fourth, fifth and sixth for him. Um, <laughs> but I, I guess when you've got all the firepower that they do, I mean, he just, how, how bad must he be? Like he's yeah. just gotta, he's just gotta be real bad. Right. Same for Cornell Powell, the chiefs like desperately need some young cost controlled labor at wide receiver. And they were like, Nope, sorry, dude, we're taking Darius fountain over you. Seems bad. It's what it's, it's probably good. It's pretty good for Pringle though. Uh, except Pringle again, they, he started playing behind D Rob in the pre and, and it could mean nothing, but he started playing behind D Rob in the preseason again. I, I don't know. I don't know if it matters, but I, I guess it is them only having five wide receivers is better for Pringle than them having six, especially because Pringle's a key special teamer. Are we gonna are we gonna air our grievances with the Miami Dolphins yet? I was hoping we wouldn't have to. They they still did, processing. He, ju he just got signed to the practice squad. Yeah. So he'll be back. Kitchener, you have any internet issues over there? Yeah, this is You're so muted. brutal. He just yeah. disconnected himself. Yeah, good job, kitchen. <laughs> frozen right now. <laughs> I wonder if it's this budget program he bought. Like he, like he was trying to, he's trying to cover the watermark somehow, and it's shutting his internet off. You know, you Huddle, how many, how many drafts have you done, bud? Uh, up to about fifty. I can't do it. I'm, I'm drafted out. That's enough for me. Although I'll do one, and then. Patrick Mahomes will get drafted as like the third overall pick. And then I'll just do another one because I'm like, I can't, I can't forgo this, but they're a grind, especially when you're doing it on shitty DraftKings. I'm sticking to my guns that drafting anywhere other than DK is, is minus EV, but man, their, their interface is not good. Okay. I've got a uh, plus EV drafters promo code grinders. Uh, we got to deal with them. I think there's going to be lots more people getting into them because of the overlay. Like it's their $11 still has a ton of overlay. So I think people will be drafting um, in these tournaments that do have overlay as much as possible. I think they will become a little bit softer, even underdog. I think underdog is going to become softer. It, it has gotten softer. It's gotten noticeable. You can get Jamar Chase in the sixth round sometimes now. UD is just so much easier to draft, draft, which is why people do it. Obviously, like it's it's so easy. You don't even have to think. DraftKings, you actually have to like you have to put thought into it. Otherwise, you're going to screw everything up. And and quarterbacks randomly go really early on DraftKings. Like like you'll be like, all right, I'm setting up my uh, my back oh, doors. Dude, yeah, setting up my back door, Zach Wilson. Zach and then thirty picks pick. too early. Yeah, and you're just like, great. Like it's the worst. Uh, we didn't really, we didn't really talk about the Patriots other than Ramondre Stevenson and, and JJ Taylor. We didn't talk about uh, RIP Cam Davis. Like, are you sad? I mean, I'm, I'm done with him, bro. I'm a, yeah. I'm I'm done with I'm done with Cam. Cam I know, is, but uh, you were like the biggest Cam supporter. And you would get mad when people say he's not he's not going to be a great quarterback. Well, people people used to be wrong to criticize him. Like they used yeah. to very obviously be in the wrong. And now <laughs> he's not a particularly good quarterback. He's a problem in the locker room. And there was no reason for the Patriots to keep him. The, I mean, the biggest 
competitive disadvantage that any team in the NFL can have right now would be to have an unvaccinated starting quarterback because they can basically miss a game if someone looks at them the wrong way. It's just the, the rules of it. And Belichick right. was never going to go into right. the season with that. Yeah, calm down, Urban. Um, <laughs> like, <laughs> there's yeah, does this make Davis and Urban uh, I don't know. Unfortunately, there's going to be multiple quarterbacks missing, I think, uh, even yeah. the vaccinated ones. Yes, so, correct. Um, we'll have to see how that plays. I mean, Tannehill is is currently well, on the... Gonna, we're going to have awful games. I already will tell you how it's going to play out. We're going to have a bunch of Kendall Hinton games, and it's going to suck. At least we have an extra week, though. We have an extra week of the regular season. Are they... I wonder, has anyone, Pete, you would maybe know this from doing the newsletter stuff. Has any team been like, we're keeping our quarterback separated during the week? Like they're going in like different meeting rooms or meeting virtually or anything. Cause that would be the move is to have none of your quarterbacks be close contacts during the week. Yeah, no, I haven't heard anything. I just from your episode, you did with that Eagles guy. And I thought that was interesting. Like the game theory behind that, if they would charter multiple flights and stuff, just to keep these guys separated. Yeah, like remember when the Browns went into a game with no wide receivers and they were having to play Hooper and Joku and Bryant as wide receivers? Like, but just that with quarterbacks is like nightmare fuel. Yeah. It does, it it, it does really feel like it's been relatively quiet as far as, you know, we haven't had any practices really get shut down. Like what, what did the Titans do, Dave? Boots on the ground when Tannehill and Rabel and all them got it continued practicing i mean that's the that's the thing i mean most i mean most of these guys are vaccinated uh so they just it's just kind of continuing as as normal and then if you but if you were in close contact with someone you're going to be put on the the COVID 19 like is cd lamb back like it i know no he was, but he's not and the team won't know like there's no information on if he yeah. is a close contact or if he tested pot like there's nothing out right. there but he is not back that's what i was uh looking to see like if he actually had it or close contact and they're, they're not saying so that stuff will come out because like if you are vaccinated and you get it um <clears throat> then you you only have to like not show symptoms for like 72 hours or something like that like three days right I, the, I'm, yeah. yeah, I'm not, I'm not a hundred percent sure, but it's like the, and the rules are, are different depending on your vaccination status and everything. I just, yeah. my, my true hope for this season is that we don't have to be doing this every single week when we do the show, that we don't have to be like, well, we're all playing, uh, you know, Ken A and Wong this week because every other Vikings running back is a close contact. Like I, it makes football way worse, but I, I don't know. That's my hope, though. Yeah. All right. Um, closing thoughts as we wrap up this uh, this cast show. Peter, just have fun out there, guys. I mean, you know, we lots going on, lots of drafting, lots of you know contentious debates on Twitter. But at the end of the day, you know, we're this is a game. And you know, these guys, it's, they're, they're getting a, a King's ransom to play a kid's game is, is kind of what I always say. <laughs> in and I think it's nice to put things in perspective. Yep. It is Davis. Doesn't cost anything to be nice to people. Doesn't cost anything to gas your friends up. <laughs> However, it does cost a lot to use Ethereum gas. Uh, it costs right so now. much yeah. to use Ethereum gas. 
It's very expensive. Tuttle, did you get that MetaMask set up? No. Not, no. Not yet. No. <laughs> working on it. Don't do me, bro, is all I can say. I got, oh. I got nothing else. Next, uh, next week, we'll be talking about dupes. We'll be talking about all the other lineup decisions. As a reminder, we're going to be the, the Wednesday show, the first look. No one else is doing what we're doing. As far as the first look show, going to be uh, just discussing the upcoming slates, the lines, um, you know, the news that you may have missed as you're just kind of tuning in. It's, it's the don't miss DFS show of, of the week that you don't want to miss. So, all right, uh, <laughs> that will do it for the show. Thanks to uh, producer Steve. Producer Steve, uh, sorry about the uh, the power outages. You did a good job. We're excited to have you around. And uh, just future apologies for all the shenanigans that uh, that you have to deal with. I, so. I didn't curse for him though. We we made it through a couple shows now with no cursing. So I'm I am doing him doing him a favor, yeah. and I promise that that will not be the case once we get to like week three or four. Kitchen wasn't actually having issues. It was kind of a fire drill, you know, for a new producer. <laughs> yeah. Just trying to make sure he's ready to go when the through. season starts. <laughs> internet, internet was uh, bounced back fine. The whole power of the house cut off. So uh, make sure those bills are paid. All right, uh, people, we'll see you next week for the Swolecast here on rotogrinders.com.